1: Hey, welcome to some and welcome back to others. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Mikey, half of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, and this is my episode, my indie, Brotherly Love. Indie episodes are individual episodes that Randy and I record. It's a way for us to honor who we are as individuals and not just who we are as spouses. Episodes will drop every Thursday from one of us with our thoughts about a random topic. In my indies, you can look forward to interviews, shout outs to some amazing men, or fathers out there who are taking care of business, deeper insight into my thoughts about marriage, life, fatherhood and more. Each of my Indies have three parts. Part 1 is the main topic, stories or interviews. Part 2 is head nod where I show some respect to someone who's been doing something great that I think deserves some recognition or it'll be Q&A depending on questions that you all submit. And finally part 3 is where I leave you with a little sum sum to wrap it up. So, without further ado, let's get into it.
2: let's do it let's go Shorty don't need a filter. If she says she leaving with it, then she got you wish she wanna mad. Plump some marijuana, turn the car into a sign of I've been hooked on your frame, no bowling no. Give you three fingers, you my bowling ball. Said I talk a lot of shit, but trust me I can back it. Strokes on that kitty got an app Know that G-spot don't gotta map shit. Keep a screaming in the back, now she had lips. I came through as is.
1: So I did an episode called Daddy Issues uh, where I dove into the complex problems that I was working through uh, when it comes to the lack of a relationship that I had with my father. In my father's absence, I had uncles, cousins, mentors, OGs step in, but um, I also had someone really special that I grew close to and that is my big brother Prince. Uh, Though we were raised 800 miles apart, he always treated me as if we grew up under the same roof, which I always appreciated. Um, So I invited him here today to kind of dig into the psyche of one of my favorite Virgos, Badger My Big Bro, Big Up, A Black Dad, and shout out one of my favorite artists all in one sitting. So with all that being said, sir, introduce yourself.
2: I don't know how to follow that up. You just did it so beautifully. Like, what do I say to that? I'm just well, going nah, it's I'm just late, say,
1: real basic. Give yeah, us a who, what, no, when, where.
2: All I'm going to do is hit him with, like, everything he just said amplified by being from Brooklyn. That's it. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. That was beautiful. Like, almost like, who's cutting onions in this bed? Like, who's cutting onions? Yo,
1: mind y'all, it's like five in the afternoon, so I don't know if he started drinking. I did.
2: No, I actually <laughs> haven't. That's the funny part. I'm just drinking some sweet tea
1: that's it oh yeah you have like a healthy daytime routine versus your your nighttime routine
2: yes i'm batman i mean that man that does that got that's you hope. can't let people know man, I,
1: i'm i'm really happy to to have you on the pod you are actually my first interview so you're the first person i'm actually gonna be sitting and asking questions i um, kind of did like a small version with randy on a previous episode but you're the first person who i'm having like a a main uh a main main session with
2: well look at me Look at me lighting the candle. It's gonna I appreciate be a tough it. bar to follow for a lot of you other lames. I mean, people. people <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Let me stop. Let me stop being
1: that guy. Right, so we go. We gonna get right into the questions, man. But before I do, just to kind of like warm up to to the conversation, we start off most of our interviews with like a recollection, which we took from another podcast that we work with, and basically, I just want you to tell me about the last time that you felt truly happy. <clears throat>
2: This is an interesting, very interesting question. You can go with the generic answer, which is, you know, if you're a father and it's like, Oh yeah, when well, I see my child for the first time. That's a that's a go to. <laughs> you can go to, you know, first kiss with the first love, you know. Okay, okay. You can go to, Where you, are you going? I don't know, I'm in the car right now, I'm driving, I'm trying to figure out what exit I want to get out at. Um we're gonna go <laughs> um honestly when I performed at SOB's mm. Last year No No I'm lying I, When I performed At the Delante Last year Yeah that was The top of the year That's what kicked Everything off for me Um To just get in my bag Musically So like I was just genuinely happy Because of the people That turned out And um Just all the love And just the energy Like I had Everybody there People that I didn't Even expect to come Popped up And shocked the hell out of me And I was just like Oh my gosh I, And this is And this was I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a performance or anything of that nature. Probably, prior to that, probably like three, four months. So for people to pop out,
3: mm-hmm.
2: not knowing what I was doing, not knowing what I was up to, I was like, "Oh, wow, you actually like me? That's cool. That's dope."
1: I remember when you promoted that one because it was, it was a, it was a generic post like, "Y'all, I'm, I'm doing something here at this time. Pop up if you can, support if you can." I, I remember that. Um, funny thing is is we were actually planning a trip to new york around that time so i was trying to like surprise you my damn self i was like i'm, I'm gonna show up at one of his shows and make this nigga cry it's like a goal in life um
2: nah, i, I, I would have like you would have gotten shouted out on the stage and all of that like um i'll take it. i don't know i'm um i know you asked me and i, I mean you know this is behind the scenes banter or whatever i know you asked me like you know do i get prepared for interviews prior to and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it's the same thing with my shows i like with my shows I'll just have songs that I know that I like, that I want to perform, and then I'll just feel it out throughout, like, the whole time leading up into my set. Like, I will, I can change a song in the middle of my set if I feel, like, awake. So I never go in there prepared. It's just, like, I'm, I'm like me being unprepared and you knowing with the flow is me being prepared.
1: You know what that sounds like? It sounds like some artistic bullshit, but it's also, like, some genuine, like, nerd shit. Yeah. Like, we do mad shit last minute yeah like, you can wrap it up how you want to like wrap it up No, nah, but we no, perform no, no, under no. not like we perform under du- under pressure or duress if you yeah, like, yes, like what so other you, people would consider yeah duress you, is like nah, breaking we,
2: it down like that but i ain't told you like i'm seriously like, i'll literally be thinking all week of like what songs am i gonna play for my set and it just doesn't i'm like no i just know what songs i want to bring but then i'll just be like nah, i gotta feel it out like i don't know
1: got you so the, the last time you felt truly happy you
2: you know what I'm
1: saying. I get what you're saying. You know. You the know. last time you felt truly happy was that performance. What, what year was that? That
2: uh, was 2019.
1: Okay, yeah, before the world ended. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, no, it's funny that your your first, that the thing you was, you recalled was something music-related, because my first question for you is, you know, we have a lot of family who are musically talented and passionate about it. Um, So what made you pursue a career in music?
2: Um, well, I can't avoid it, no matter how much I try, to be really honest with you, every mm-hmm. every profession I've been in, I've always been around somebody that, that makes music, knows someone that does this, or is into showcases, or whatever the case may be, so I'll always be around it, like, all the time, and then when they find out I make music, I actually seen somebody um, put a post up the other day where they were just like, yo, people gonna start respecting me, like, because so many artists are putting out music, when you come across someone that's just, like, mad chill and relaxed and cool to be around, like myself, too torn too, too, and and then it's just like oh you make music and I'm just like yeah and then I'll play my music they'll be like no look at me like that's you I'm just like no I just decided to say I make music and play this person's music directly in front of you what's wrong with you so <laughs> when, when I seen that post I, I just thought to myself like oh okay wow so every time I'm in profession and people listen to it they'll be like oh wow you're, you're really really talented like, yes, yeah, so what did you expect? Because I'm in this lovely job that that means I have no ambition nor no talent. Mm. You know, this is what I do to keep the bills going. But yeah. Yeah. So that's why.
1: It was just unavoidable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's funny. I have always hated the sound of my own voice. So I never wanted to pursue music in that way because of that.
2: You know what's funny? I was... I um actually i too do not like the sound of my own voice um i can talk to you i will make music i'll do all of that i'll let everybody sing along but even if we're out and like say someone plays this song while i'm in the car and they expect me to instantly get in king p mode and i'm just like
1: i've done this before
2: i right i'd rather just like go to the next song like we don't gotta bump this right now it's not necessary like i appreciate it do what i'm not around i guess i don't know like what, like yeah so
1: <laughs> it's weird listening to yourself
2: no like i mean i've gotten used to it over the years but i guess when i like i like other artists voice to be honest with you like it's like instruments so like there's mm-hmm. other artists where i'm just like Yo, your voice is all like anytime you jump on a track like i know it's gonna be fire because your voice just its on you know what i'm saying so it's with me i'm just like Engineers were always tell me I have a recordable voice, and I never knew—I I never knew what that meant. And when I found out, I was like, "Oh, okay, so like I'm like a sneer then? Like I go with everything? All right, that's
1: fire So, yeah, nah, yeah. I, I guess I wasn't—I wasn't gifted with the rasp at the end of of the the sounds that we make. I but just should I, I,
2: be running through it on these podcasts and be set a real fluid and just be.
1: That's because I was forced to do it by my wife again, because oh. I, I wouldn't have done <laughs> yeah. this. Under pressure If she didn't propose pressure, it yeah. You shine under pressure See
2: so how that? So that comes back Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. It's a trait it's All a right. trait
1: So the general Just general Love for it um, and oh, yeah. Not it's being definitely. able to avoid it That's why you decided To pursue your career in music
2: Yeah It's just like I, it's, it's like therapy for me It's definitely therapy It's therapeutic And it's It's super Just I, I, At this point I'm just more so Making music for me However I mm-hmm. feel And if people take to it they take to it i like that
1: so this conversation is going to center a lot around like parenthood and music um because you are an artist one i love music too and we're both parents three my daughter is a year and a half old and I'm, i've noticed that the reaction she gets to music is one of like the happiest things to me like it's yeah. one of the greatest things i see because this child will stomp in circles she will keep spinning forever Based off of like a certain beat, like mm-hmm. certain some things just hit her, and like I see that she has that like appreciation for it. Maybe it's something with all kids. I don't know. I've never mm-hmm. raised all kids.
2: But <laughs> he said, "He said I never raised all kids."
1: Yeah, man. And watching her react to certain things, man, I love it. We're Guyanese, so we came up listening to like just certain shit. Like it just like it, it's it's Baris it's kind Sanchez, of a rite of passage. Luciano, yes, for parents to be a part she of your life. Dion. I was playing music is life the other day. And like normally, you know, she does little kid shit. Like she'll spin around, she'll like wave her hands. But like she was bobbing her head to the beat. It was different. She was like nodding. Oh, like she, she was felt feeling. it for me. yes. And I about cried. I was like, all right, this is this is <laughs> this is this is different, man. I, I. So I'm thinking about like taking lessons. Like I want to learn how to play the piano, um, and then the guitar because I want her to kind of learn it and pick up on it. Just if it's something that might, that she might be interested in, not to like point her in the direction of like music, but because I think it's something that she enjoys. It's something that I would like to do with her. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I th- I don't think it's, it's too late to learn a learn well, a not skill at
2: all, at all. Like um, mm-hmm. like Nikki, my son's mom, like my lady, the pain in my my uh my neck right now. Cause <laughs> I feel like she's looking at me. I just feel it. She I is. It. She is right. She definitely is. But um. She's actually. She started trying to reteach herself the uh, the keys, and it actually inspired our son to start jumping on the keyboard and doing it. Hey. And he's actually extremely fast. At of course he is. It. And I'm just like, holy crap! Like he was playing. Um, he was playing all of me by John Legend, and you know I was just like, you know, Nikki, she sings, so I'm just like, yo, sing, like sing with him. Like I think it's so mm-hmm. far, and I have a video. And I was watching it and, you know, I was just like, oh, my God, this is so dope. Look at this. So for 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 moments like that, that you have, like when you catch yourself in those moments, like let it be just yeah. like, shoot, if if you if you feel that way, it's like, yo, yeah, man, this is a, this etched because for that heightened emotion, it's always going to be etched in your mind forever. Like, you're, like, it doesn't even matter if you come down with dementia, God forbid, like you'll still remember that you'll be like, yo, but this memory right here i remember
1: you mentioned on running our family just poor eyesight
2: right right you know i just have to throw it out there but i also have to say god forbid you know you know in this day and age nobody knows what's what you know that's it's true just, like i might be related to like a martian i feel like i am sometimes but you know you're weird <laughs> pot calling kettle pot calling kettle oh my god
1: Describe your relationship with your father and how has that impacted the way that you raised your son
2: I would describe it as it's respect on a man level, not it's it's like disrespect respect on a man level. Like I still I'll talk to my dad, our dad, our father. Oh, yeah.
1: For anybody listening, me and this guy share a father. I, I guess I should have started with that.
2: Our, I mean, I mean, I feel like the 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 brother inner like the brother introduction should have prompted people to understand that it's deeper than rap. But, you know, (laughs) now for clarification, in case that went over anyone's head.
1: We have the same father.
2: Right. However,
1: our relationships are different. Mine, non-existent. Yours, older and existent. So I'm curious as to how you would describe that. I
2: mean, like, all right. Well, growing up, like growing up with dad, like, I think I had him in my life for like probably like six years or so, if that, Mm. as far as physically. Well, physically and in in person, because you know, when he was in jail, he was sending letters and stuff like that, so that's physical. Yeah. it's birthday student. cards. Right, making physical phone calls and things of that nature. But just, like, being out with him, um, when you, when you look back on things, you see why I said, like, uh, you'll look at that moment and you look at the moment with uh with Drew and then when you go back to that moment you'll actually be seeing it from an outer body experience, right? So when you look at it, you'll be like, Holy crap, like I'm also recognizing other things. Say that say this. A lot of my moments associated with dad when I was younger, like I used to think like, Oh yeah, I'm having fun with him going to McDonalds, doing this, doing that, doing that and when I look back on it now, because those are happy times for me, when I look back on it. I'm looking at him it and like, yo, he used to parade me around like a trophy. Mm. So for me, it was just like, I was more, I was like another piece of, I was like a car to him, another piece of jewelry. Like, that's how I internalized it. I was just mm. like, well, God damn, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, what connection do we really have? So even when he used to call me and things of that nature and we would talk and we would discuss stuff, I would just tell him like, all right, I'm not little. I was like, I would literally tell him like, yo, dad, I'm not little. <laughs> all like especially at the later like most recent years you know like like because i want to say throughout my 20s he wasn't i wasn't really in contact with him because you know your 20s are a wild time kids so it's just absolutely like, so throughout my 20s you know i wasn't really in contact with him but like my, my my later 20s right before i was about to hit 30 to where i'm at now like when i'll talk to him about your dad you know like i'm a grown man you're a whole grown like your whole grandfather like i one one thing that i held in the back of my head and i don't think i've ever told anyone this so you're getting an exclusive <laughs> Funkmaster flex night so one thing that i held in was I, I low-key competed with him to make sure that i at least was around in my son's life to the age that he was and passed it so mm-hmm. like when like, i think like that's that, a goal Right,
1: like... I'm trying to get past three with Drew. That's it, like, like once I get there, it's right, the next year. Right,
2: right, It's just like, I was just like, for me, it's just like, all right, once I got to that, what was it, six, seven? Mm-hmm. Once I got to six, seven, I was just like, all right, all right, fuck, boy, curse is dead. All right, it's broken. Now it's just like, I'm getting That's a That's how Mo- I felt Ma- at the wedding. Right, it's like now I'm getting right, 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 right. It's like now I'm getting like you, know, like I understand it. Like right? what you mean? Now it's like I'm getting the molds, a whole new situation. So, like that's that's what it became. Like it was like a low key competition. So when I would talk to my Yo, dad, you have a whole grandson. Like stop talking to me like I'm like, you're taking me to McDonald's, bro. Like I'm not going to Dairy Queen. Like I'm not, you're not taking me to Disney World. You know what I'm saying we're not going by one of your little friends' house. We're not doing, like no, just relax, bro. Just like cool it. And I think. Just over the past two years, in particular, our respect for each other as men came into play, and it made me—it made me like just gain some admiration for him because you, when you lose seventeen years of your life, or like no, fifteen to sixteen years of your life behind bars, psychologically, you don't know what that does to someone. So obviously, he Mm -hmm. comes out, he still thinks it's nineteen ninety three. No, bro, like cars fly now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like it's just like so. I like. And one of the, the biggest issues, not issues, but one of the craziest things with me that I realize is I'm extremely understanding. So I'll look at logic and I'll look at these things and these things like there's shit I'm mad about. Like, I was just like, yo, you were making all that coin and you love your kids so much, bro. You could have put money in a savings bond. Yeah. For each and every one. I of think us. about so that the, a lot. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I think about. I I'm
1: talked th- to Randy about that a couple of times, too.
2: I'm like, if you ain't give us no time, if you ain't give everyone equal amount of time, at least give everyone equal amount of money, or even give the people that, even give the people that didn't see you as much, give them more bread. But you, like, yeah, I kid he killed me, like, when I was, like, 20, when I was, like, 19, he was asking me, like, oh, he need help with this and that and the there. I'm like, where am I getting this from? Did you leave me any coin? Like, is there a map? Buried somewhere within a place that I need to knock on with a secret code And then follow a certain star on a certain night In order to get the treasure that you left Like, let me know Can you talk to me in code? Like, do you have to do Morse code? What are you doing? Like, let me know how we have to do this but Oh my god That's just that's just what it became Um, I'm just like, bro So, like, that was my biggest thing And then obviously as like I do stuff with my son now and like there's there's moments where I'll have tearjerker moments where I watch him like you know play football like Nikki she went outside the other day to watch him like play football with the kids across the street mm-hmm. and she's like texting me she's like yo your son is a beast like he's wilding and I'm just like what? what? And I'm just like I would come downstairs and look but I know if I come downstairs he's gonna start fucking up like I was like I know it. cause that's cause, cause it's me it's me like he's like okay I'll make you proud dad but like like damn, I don't want you to see because now I'm overthinking. Like, if I drop this, if I drop that, so it's it's I get it. it's like I think about that. I'm like, I didn't have no one teaching me sh- to shoot. No one taught me to throw a ball. No one taught me to do half the things that I'm teaching my son. And that's what makes me feel super duper dope too.
1: I like this. See, I learn something new about you every every time we talk. Yeah, I, I don't, can appreciate. You
2: know what's crazy, like I don't divulge much due to the fact of uh, like you know how I was raised. Like with my mom, it was more. I know we're Guyanese right it's like you you just keep it in and just go about your daily business like try to see the best out of things and it wasn't until like recent years where like with Nikki and some of my friends where I'll tell them certain stories that I'm laughing about it and And they start looking at you away that's not okay (laughs) yeah I had a I had a night in college
1: and I haven't really talked to Randy about this because I'm kind of ashamed of it I have no idea what happened um One of my friends and my ex, like I was, I was drinking real heavy one night and I think I finished a whole bottle of a couple of shit. I think it was, it was a Henny bottle and I finished like some Cuervo. Like, I, like, I know it was, it was one of them nights. I was not in the best frame of mind. And my friend, uh, he was at my wedding. He had like, they carried me back to my room and they said that I was just like crying. And I said some shit that made them extremely sad and they just. They would not tell. They said we would never repeat it, but they never told me what it was. I asked them like a couple of times later. They said it was some shit about like just growing up or so. like and I still don't I don't have the complete story. But I always oh, wonder why like, why damn, what
2: hold in, why they would withholding information?
1: What dark fucking secret? Because there are so many. But like, yeah, people have definitely given me the side eye when I told the story like, yeah, that's not normal.
2: I was like, but what you mean? Here I am growing up like, oh, that's the makings of me, bro. Like that's who, like you didn't, that didn't happen to you? Oh, (laughs) well, aren't you fortunate?
1: We talk a lot on the podcast about how, like, about what our trauma defines when it comes to like our life and how that guides every decision that we make. And a lot of the things that you just brought up, you know, kind of echo my feelings about where I come from and what I do as far as um, raising my child or being a man um, or growing or trying to like just be better. I didn't know that you also shared that same energy, like it's a competition, like I remember when I was younger, I used to say stupid shit, like yeah, I'm gonna have more kids than him, but I'm gonna have it with one woman
2: just wild shit, but it's crazy because like like p j competes with me, mm-hmm. and it's always interesting to me to see it. I'm just like, bro, I'm teaching you something like how you could I, I know it, why would you be competing with me when I know it already? But you don't know it yet And I'm trying to teach you And he's like He's like bro Like I don't care I'm gonna learn it And then I'm gonna I'm gonna outdo you I'm gonna try to hear nothing And like he'll literally <laughs> Get upset with me And I'll laugh And I'm just like Holy crap When I look back You always are gonna long For that acceptance From your father In some way shape or form So mm-hmm. you compete Like subconsciously Because you wanted Some kind of acceptance So for me It's just yeah. like It's like me I want him to look at me Like yo I ain't gonna lie to you Like I I know I just like knew men were able to make kids and that was it, but like you really define what it is to be a man and a father. Like I feel like he needs to talk to all of his boy children because I'm not gonna lie to you, all of my like all of our brothers. I'll say all of mine. You know, I'm about to be selfish. All of our brothers. Like I am so proud of each and every one of you guys. Yeah, With it's kind
1: of shocking how we turned out if you of really course, think about of it. Or, like, like as though, each of us individuals.
2: Right, right, and even though like we all walk, you know, different forms of lives, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: one thing that's, that's for certain, like we walk the path as a man and a father very proudly, mm-hmm. you know, and that is something that I hope that he looks back on he's just like you know I'm proud that I can call these men my sons, and I I, I feel like obviously like with you, I don't know the relationship he has with Tevin like that. But i do feel like even with philip he does need to reach out to you guys and just clear whatever air like i don't know like i always always felt that was very important because the biggest thing to me was always looking at there's two sides to a coin and then as a man when you get older you start to look at the mind of a woman and the mind of a mother and then you also start to look at your mom and you'd be like ma all right, I need yeah. you told me some stories. Me and Randy of... had
1: them conversations too. Huh? <laughs> me and Randy had those conversations. It started, certain stuff started clicking about our mothers and who they were as women dealing with this type of man. Not like when you when you remove father and mother from it, and you just start looking and at a it like people woman. it's yeah. different. And
2: then and then you say to yourself like, "Oh, okay. I ain't go hold you. Well, if I was him, I probably would have done XYZ or blah mm-hmm. blah blah." You know what I mean? So, for me, for me, that's what I guess me like you know just me getting older and becoming a man like that's what put things into perspective for me which is why I'm not that hard on him you know what I'm saying like I I get it I I like, trust me I get it
1: and that's why you're bigger and, than me like you're much you're much more mature when it comes to that space like it the took,
2: no, it took a while like this time that I wanted to like you know get it shaken with him because I'm just like yo like I'll say to myself if you was here this would not happen that would not happen, happen that wouldn't happen like. Growing up, 1 through 6 or like 1 through 7, like those were some of the happiest times. It was times where I'm I'm very big on if you, you say, okay, well, Prince, if you do this, you'll get this. And it was always met with him. Always. Like, because like mm. it, it was just always met. No matter how, like, it was always met. It was just like, all right, you on the honor roll? Like, well, shit, you know what you got to do here. Boom, 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 boom. You want an SE? You want a Super Nintendo? There you go. Boom, boom, boom. It was always met. That it just made me continue to strive to be the best me that I can be. But for me, what killed like the whole thing for me was looking at it from the perspective of them. Like you were rattling so many cages that obviously you try to carry all of these cages because it's not like you putting them in position to carry themselves. Like you're carrying mm-hmm. all of these cages and then the moment you get like fucked, like all these cages are dropped. And the domino effect is so costly But you can't see it, obviously Because in that moment, it's money, cash, hoes Money, cash, hoes Fast money, fast women Like, just fat, just everything fast The nigga thought he was Vin Diesel I mean, he bald now, so he definitely Probably (laughs) think he a guy dark-skinned Vin Diesel (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, it's... It's, it's one of those the things, stories
1: like, that I've heard are wild. I've heard some crazy shit. I, I I wish that I could like sit with him and like listen to like stories, but like not in like a proud way because because I know that there's a lot that we had in common. Even though like I I don't have any memories after three. I remember him leaving when I was three. Like that uh-huh. was the last of me seeing him. But from what I've been told, we have so much in common that it's scary. So I'm just curious as to like what wild shit he was doing just thing, so that i don't feel like insane phil, phil, i probably like, still was
2: phil broke down like one thanksgiving because like everybody kept badgering him like yo you're moving just like your father and, and phil didn't know mm. phil don't know dad like that you know yeah. what i'm saying phil was like two i think for like, anybody phil, listening
1: my my brother phil is younger than me um yeah. what two yeah, years
2: he, three yeah, years so like phil didn't get to feeling no dad so like it broke him because he was just mm-hmm. like yo so am I, was my dad just ain't shit Because y'all pointing out all the, the toxic shit I'm doing and So that's all he was, you know what I'm saying And it broke him Because you really got to understand You don't have a connection to a person that people are talking about Like all you have is their jaded perceptions and realities of that man Based on their own bias mm. So like our aunts are going to look at him a certain way Our uncles, our cousins, people that knew him before us They're going to look at him a certain way and the story's written in here is gonna be monumental. But then when you turn back the tans of time and you start getting details, it's just like, oh, y'all made it seem like this nigga was just out here in these streets wilding. Like, okay, it's cause and effect. Mm. You wasn't a saint either. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it comes from for me as a man. So as a man, there's things that I'll frown upon about your dad. But like, what about that? And da 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 da. Like I've spoken to him about that, and he'll say, you know, son. Like he'll he'll break it down, and we'll talk. And I, again, I under I understand that because. I mean, have we not made costly decisions as a young men growing up, trying yeah. our hardest to run away from our father's shadow or whatever the case may be, not realizing that maybe we needed to embrace all of the things that he was as a man? So when we turn around, we have a a, a, a fucking blueprint of what possibly not to do or what to take into our foundation of who we are as men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to be okay with that. Like you have to be okay. Like you have to. There's no way in hell if me, you, Phil, Tevin. Mm-hmm. What other, what other, brothers in my family? Mad brothers. It's just, uh, <laughs> well, like no, I'm saying I want to say the, the, the guys. Like let's say key, all of the us. The key went five. Out, like I'm mm-hmm. saying, like so let's say all of us went out to a bar. Everyone would be like, "Yo, no, you guys are really brothers." Mm-hmm. So there's, it's an it's an obvious trait that is very strong genetically. That is embedded through that, man. That is embedded in all of us. So you face it. You come to terms with it. You may not have to like a bunch of things, but that's what makes it easier. Because when you run from it, then you start beating yourself up. You got to find balance somehow. And for me, like, that's what I just try to make sure I do. Like, I look back at it. I realize there was no, there was no, I'm pretty sure you could attest to this. There was never no full-blown conversation or communication. It was either arguments or laughs.
1: Yeah. I have never been able to put it quite that way before. I don't think I've ever worded it like that before. That's exactly what it was. It was one or the other.
2: I'm intelligent sometimes.
0: <laughs>
2: it was arguments and laughs and gifts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all it yeah. was. And when it was quiet times, like, you probably don't remember them. It was arguments, ga- like laughs, gifts, and, and what family parties.
1: And so some of the things that, that come up in conversation when I'm talking with Randy or when I'm expressing, like, what's very difficult for me is I can't function in silence. Like I don't mm-hmm. I'm not good with quiet times and I think mm. I I again not thinking about what you just brought up because that's valid. Like when things are still I'm not good. I I'm not sure why. I've never been sure as to why, but I can't do still and I hate quiet. Well, like we, literally and
2: figuratively. Because you know what they say like when it's quiet times that's when the soul does the most searching. And if there's things that you don't want to face within yourself, you want to continue to block out that noise. Like I I kid you not, like there was this one time, um, recently, like I smoked before I went to sleep and yes, I'm a typical rapper. I smoked before I went to sleep (laughs) and, um, I was just like breathing, you know, very slowly and just thinking. Just thinking about like life, you know, the galaxy, what's beyond the stars, you know.
1: Not the galaxy, my nigga.
2: Right. Typical Virgo (laughs) shit, typical overthinker shit. And Mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize that I was breathing and I was low key meditating on the thoughts. And I actually had like a whole panic attack because there's things that I'm afraid to look into. And when you actually start vibrating and thinking about them and coming to terms with them, it puts you in a better place if you're willing to come mm-hmm. in terms with those things. Like that's why there is like like if you're into chakras and things of that nature, that's why like a lot of men, their stomach are always so bulgy because it's so much they keep pent up there. So much messes up your digestive function and everything. So you always have to make sure you keep that clear and you gotta keep that moving. You keep that moving by making sure you keep shit off your chest. Cause that affects everything.
1: Yeah. A little, uh, uh, some more behind the scenes things. We talked the other day and it was just, I was just expressing to you that I'm, I'm just stressed. And it's just one of the moments where I'm feeling like the weight of the world, like on me, um, worrying about my family, worrying about my finances, worrying about our health. Um, if we gonna make it through this year, Mm -hmm. we are legitimately talking about and trying to figure out how we can move out the country, Mm -hmm. what that might look like for us, what Mm -hmm. type of work we'd be into. Like, how does that, affect our daughter um how would that leave our families like just a lot of shit on my mind and i i i I believe i've experienced the same thing you just described where once i sat with it for a minute like you you said i guess the catalyst was was smoking i don't know what it was with me i'm pretty sure i probably was drinking and i had a cigar yeah it does that (laughs) and i think i just I, i i definitely experienced the same shit and um i don't know I know that there's. I need to spend a little bit more time in silence, like really focusing, meditating, thinking you see about that, shit. You see but a
2: little look off that you did for like five seconds and paused. I yeah. know that. I know that face all too well. A because I make it a lot, and even when you did it, it, it looked like me. Even when you smiling, it looks like me, and I'm just like, I know. Cause we're just, twins. I just have more hair. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's just. It's just inverted. And yeah. It's just one of those things where. It's so much on your mind, like when you when you said to me the other day, you were just like, "Yo, I'm just like so turned off by the world," and I'm just like, I knew exactly what you meant. I knew like that energy. Like I used to do this um this little live segment with my homegirl called Blunt Talk on IG, and mm-hmm. I stopped doing it. I we stopped doing it like after like four or five uh, like episodes because my DMs were getting like flooded with like people it, like the the whole the whole uh, premise of blunt talk is basically an open forum for opinions where everyone can be opinionated. There was like, you can obviously discuss it, but openly it's just like, we all respect everyone's views. No one's right. No one's wrong. You can learn something. You know what I'm saying? Like go into this Mm -hmm. with a, I'm I'm also given and I want to receive. That was just the type of things that we were on where it was just reciprocation of energy. That was a conversation that we were trying to have. And people were just in my DM being extremely negative and very like argumentative and combative. And I'm just like, look, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not fighting that. But I just don't agree with it. And I'm entitled to not agree with it. And Mm. for me, it was just like, yo, I understood what you meant by, like, I'm just sick of the world. Because I was telling Nikki this the other day. I'm like, yo, I I feel like the human race is doomed. Just work on your spirit. Just work on your spirit and just try to, like, meditate and be the best you to the highest side that you can be. Because I feel like we're fucked. Like, I'm talking about from every... It's not funny, but I get it. Yeah, like from every fiscal scale Like if I really started breaking down the list of things Like people are going to feel some way about it From like a morality standpoint But then in the same token If you decide to look at it logically You'll be like, oh, now nah, he has been some facts I mean, I'd agree with you, but he's been some facts And I don't feel like tackling it right now Because I don't want to mess up the nah, type nah, nah. Of fan base that you have that's,
1: that's not the vibe no of it <laughs> No, no,
2: because it, We're not going like to get said, into a conspiracy mind like I said, the world is just, yo. Know, Especially the things that are going on lately In particular I'm
1: aware And And with this 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 new announcement of the vice president I'm not going to get into that either I'm really glad that a black woman is going to be vice president But we won't dive deep into that
2: I won't Like, Listen, I actually I was talking about these things I said, for people that play chess You should be looking at America as a chess game And you should be laughing your ass off at this point Because whoever's playing for the people Sucks like the government, whoever got the black pieces fucked up. Yeah, like the government pieces are kicking the, like the black like the people's. Ass. Here's
1: like, why that's funny. Literally, right before we got on this call, before Randy took a nap, I'm like, "Baby, we need to go play chess right now, me and you." I need to think, like, because sometimes I just pull out my board and just start playing against myself, just as just to think. See, um, I play, I've always I used chess as an outlet for that.
2: I play via I play via iMessage, so that can happen. You just have to get an iMessage. I don't know. But I actually We'll do I actually, it like, I gotta get an iPhone But I'm too cheap To switch no, no, don't worry I have an iPhone 6 That's broken It's funny It's working though. It does what it needs to do And I enjoy actually Sitting down and physically Playing chess There's just something About that In itself Always
1: you know? here Yeah. Always See nah, Alright, so I'm, I will Download an app It may I'll, We'll talk we'll we'll Alright, we'll. alright So we're not gonna Extend this too much further Because we actually Are at our Last question Man, this has been great, bro I really appreciate this Of course uh, just let me know uh give me one thing that you hope to pass down to your kids um for example assets talents wisdom just one thing that comes to mind that you absolutely want to pass down to
2: oh uh, well assets assets just definitely uh wealth wise i'm just trying to make sure he is good from a credit perspective mm-hmm. and it just has the opportunity to take chances and make mistakes so just I've been, you know, putting money to the side. Nikki's been putting money to the side, and we just want to make sure we keep doing that to build that aspect Mm -hmm. aspect from asset-wise, because sometimes you have to be okay with understanding that if breaking a generational curse starts with you, it doesn't mean it continues nor finishes with you. Like, you may die before you see certain things really take fruition, and you have to be okay with that. So, if you're like, not selfish enough to be like, no, I want to see it happen, then just relax, bro. Just like, you know, that's (laughs) asset-wise, I'm okay with that. Like, once he's good once he, once he I just don't want him To just, like Experience the same pains And and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, Emotions that I felt Like 18, 19, 20 Like having to make rash decisions Like I want him to feel Comfortable going out Into the world I want him to feel like He's like you know I just I need him to be okay Like that's my legacy I don't need my legacy Being fucked up I need him to be okay um, So you said you said assets
1: I saying like one thing of it just I' just using those as an example so is that that's the thing that sticks out to you is just you just oh, make want to make another, sure that he's straight oh, like so
2: I'm just definitely following his um his own intuition like I was I've mm-hmm. been um you know I'm very spiritual and spirituality and I expressed to him intuition is extremely important you trust it mm-hmm. it'll protect you it'll guide you I've been I've walked through the streets of Brooklyn we hours of the night in the early 2000s late 90s. And mm-hmm. I thank God nothing has ever happened to me. Like, walking 100%. all that, I, I, I talked to
1: I, Randy about that. She doesn't really get it sometimes when, when I feel like we start having those conversations about, like, whenever I'm out, I, I always feel good. Yeah. Just because of things that I've, like, gone through and also just because of how I feel. Like, I, we I'm have, we have that. walked through streets that you're not supposed to walk through and been perfectly fine multiple times when we probably shouldn't have, like, I'm done that.
2: that. I'm big on I don't put out that energy, so why should it be brought to me? I, like, I'm just, I do also
1: understand though that like energy isn't enough to protect you you know like, like that's no, not always the still, case but just it's just
2: stupid. you know you yeah. can, like, everything everything works in coercion with one another it's just like mind, body, and spirit so I just always just make sure I just trying to yellows like Yo, listen, follow your instincts follow your guts mm-hmm. trust yourself there'll be times like you may think something is right and I think it's wrong and you really and truly feel it's right and it turns out to be right go with it I, I even make I apologize I tell them I'm never too big to apologize like I've I, I haven't heard an apology from my mother until now. You know what I'm saying? You heard an so, apology?
1: Oh, man, we got to talk about that. That'll be another hour. Yeah, I have not course. got. I don't know that experience, but no, that sounds cool.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, but what's crazy is in the midst of, like, me getting everything out, like, like she was trying to console me, and I Dad was like, don't touch me. Like, it was just so crazy, like, because mm. it was just, everything was just coming out. Like, everything, so, but yeah, so for me, I just want him to be very open when I was verbal. He communicates. He's a Gemini, so he's very—he's uh, like seven kids in one. But um,
3: <laughs>
2: that's that's like just the biggest thing. I want him to just trust himself and just be great. I don't know. Mm. I don't always want—I know he loves when I give him my approval, but I also want him to learn. Like you got to do stuff for yourself, kid. Like because you're happy for it. Like whatever you feel happy doing, do it. And I will support you the best way I can.
1: Man, thank you so much for this, bro. This was good.
2: And we did this without drinking alcohol. that's fire.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, I sobered up actually in the middle of this conversation, so yeah, not nah, that I appreciate I really appreciate you doing this for me, man. Thank you. you have any last words for the people before you go Any any shout outs you feel like getting off I'm your spirit? I
2: about to sweep the rockets right now, you know what I'm saying I'm the Phoenix Suns in my mind career. It's funny because <laughs> in the bubble the Phoenix Suns is actually looking like kind of spicy. Not, I think they're 6-0 right now. I just really and truly want to shout out um, the Black families. Married, together, um, separated, and still co-parenting. Just keep the Black family unit strong, as strong as possible. Um, leave your egos at the door when it comes to raising Black, because it's bad enough that they put us against each other every day. We need not be butting heads with one another. So just continue to love Black, stay Black, be strong Black, And be patient with one another. Patience is is a very, it's like it's it's lost art nowadays. And I think patience is extremely important. And comprehension before I forget that. That's all I got to say, my brother. I love you. You're doing an amazing job. I love you. Thank you so much for for,
1: for this. I appreciate it. right hopefully y'all enjoyed uh the main topic segment of this this episode um it really was a pleasure having my brother come and talk um hopefully that gave y'all a little bit more insight into uh me um and him at the same time um i really genuinely love my brother and this was fun my head nod segment for this episode is actually gonna be a little shorter this time um and i really only have one head nod that i want to give out today so this one is a musical one. It's going out to one of my favorite artists. I'm not sure if he will ever hear this, but, you know, I hope that it does reach him one day. This goes to Big Crit. Big Crit is a musical artist uh from Mississippi. Uh He's a rapper. He is a singer. I don't actually know how to qualify it at this point, so I'm just going to stick with artists. Big Crit is, how do I put this? Big Crit is me if I was just like this country ass nigga. <laughs> like Big Crit is the perfect representation of my southern half. I love his music. I've always appreciated all the work that he's put into it. He recently um, shared that it was the, I think, 10th anniversary of one of his first mixtapes. One of the mixtapes that absolutely blew speakers in my Maxima in high school. One of the mixtapes that I still play to this day that I even play for Drew. Um, So I absolutely love his music. And if y'all get a chance, check it out. He will most likely be on one of my mixtapes coming out soon. So yeah, shout out to Big Crit. All right. I will leave you with this. Um now more than ever, it's important to feed into the relationships that feed us. Just because we have to keep our distance because of quarantine does not mean that we have to isolate ourselves from our friends and loved ones. Um so reach out to some of your long distance peoples today. And just let them know you love them. Thank you again to my big brother for jumping on this with me. I love you, bro. This was good. The Black Millennial Marriage Podcast is on Domino Sounds Network. Submit questions or feedback from this episode at blackmailmare at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 770-750-4098. That could be featured on a future episode. Let me know what you thought about this one. And please be sure to check out our website, www.blackmillennialmarriage.com. Follow us on social media platforms on Instagram, I and Mikey underscore XXI. Randy is R-A-N-D, four I's, three E's. And on Twitter, we are at underscore the Chapman. To hear more music like the song that played at the top and bottom of this pod, follow my big brother at King P-H-O-3. As always, y'all, be blessed. Don't settle, and fight clean. Peace.
0: Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Meredith Masony. And I'm Tiffany Jenkins. We're the hosts of Take It or Leave It, a podcast where we discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Join us every week where we sit down and talk about parenting, even though we don't really know what we're talking about. We have guests, we take your calls, and we get weird. Tiffany and I are just like you. We are two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. Join us on Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. A Cash recommends.